0: Hello, my name is Paul Ryan and I'm the founder of Pharmabuddy. I work as both a pharmacist and as a GP and I'm passionate about clinical pharmacology and therapeutics. I enjoy making international guidelines relevant to those of us in primary care. So in today's podcast, I have three main learning outcomes. Number one, I'm going to talk about the non-pharmacological management uh, or health promotion uh, in patients with heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. Number two, I'm going to talk about the steps of pharmacological management of heart failure with with reduced ejection fraction. And number three, I'm going to look internationally at the current guidelines on the management of patients with heart failure. I'm going to just summarize them and look at the differences between them. So number one, it goes without saying, the non pharmacological management, so number one, smoking cessation, number two, reduce alcohol if appropriate, and number three, lose weight if patients are living with obesity. The next one is, a, is for the patient to have a low-salt diet and for them to avoid low sodium salt substitutes due to their high potassium content. So just to be be cognizant of that because a lot of these low sodium salt substitutes have high potassium and we know your ACE inhibitors, your um, mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists, your AT2 antagonists can all increase the potassium. So we just have to be careful with the potassium. Exercise based cardiac rehabilitation uh, once the patient is stable. And this is regular, low intensity aerobic exercise. And uh, what about vaccinations? A very important annual flu vaccination and once off pneumococcal vaccination because these patients are more at risk. Next up, depression. So, screen for depression. So, and patients should be offered cognitive behavioural therapy. If, if, if that, if, if they do have depression, if drug treatment is required to, to use an SSRI and to keep an eye out for anemia. So if patients have, you know, have, have, are symptomatic from their heart failure, if they've, if they've been recently hospitalized or if they're at risk of admission and you do, um. Bloods and their ferritin is less than 100 nanograms per milliliter or transfer and saturation less than 20%, consider IV iron therapy such as ferrinject. So, we know that IV iron improves symptoms and may reduce hospitalizations, and that's as per the European Society of Cardiology 2021 guidance document. And finally, then the heart failure nurse. So. The the heart failure nurse is critical in bridging the gap between primary and secondary cares, and they have a key role. The next uh, learning outcome is to discuss the steps of pharmacological management of heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. So number one, commence ACE inhibitor and a cardio selected beta blocker, such as bisoprolol or carvedilol. We know that ACE inhibitors and beta blockers improve symptoms, improve quality of life, and also prognosis. We know that they can be started together at the same time, and ACE inhibitor and beta blockers are often started, but unfortunately they are not titrated up to the uh, to the appropriate dose okay so and I'm going to talk more about that in a later podcast. We know that diuretics can be used as required for when the patient is congested. Now, if you have a patient on ACE inhibitors and on beta blockers and they still have ongoing symptoms, at this stage then you add in a mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist. If you've added in the mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist and they have ongoing symptoms, they should be. They can either be referred for the angiotensin receptor neprilysin inhibitor or ARNI, which is a combination where you have sacubitril and valsartan together. And obviously, if you start that, if the second, if our secondary care colleagues start that, they will stop the ACE inhibitor or the ARB that they're on that the patient's on. If the if the patient isn't put on the, the other option instead of putting, putting referring to secondary care for an ARNI. They can be started on either dapagliflozin or empagliflozin, and this is as per the European Society of Cardiology guidance 2021 and the NICE 2021 guidance. You just may, just remember to continue the beta blocker and mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists, uh, you know, with the dapagliflozin and either the ARNI or the, the ACE inhibitor. So just to recap that again, you have them on the ACE inhibitor you have them on the beta blocker, you have them on the mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist, and you have them on the dapagliflozin or the empagliflozin. And if they still have ongoing symptoms, they need to be referred to secondary care for evabridine. If the sinus rhythm, the resting heart rate is greater than 75 beats per minute, and obviously the left ventricular ejection fraction is less than 35%, they may also get digoxin which can be used as an add-on in patients in sinus rhythm if they're still symptomatic on optimal therapy. Hydralazine or isosorbide dinitrate can be used if they're intolerant to the ACE, ARB, or Secubitrel or Valsartan. And finally, then they uh, uh, they may also have an implantable cardioverter defibrillator inserted. the final learn outcome from today's podcast is just to look at the current guidelines and just to briefly look at them you'll see that the european and the american guidance now recommend ACE inhibitor plus beta blocker plus mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist plus gliflozins so the four agents for everyone with a heart who have heart failure with reduced ejection fraction and Just to quote, that's the European Society of Cardiology and the American College of Cardiology, American Heart Association 2021 guidelines. The U.S. guidance recommends that the ARNI, Secubitril, Valsartan is used in preference to the ACE inhibitors or ARBs in those with reduced ejection uh, fraction failure. So that was uh, published in JAM in 2022. So that's interesting in and of itself, whereas that R side of the pond uh is you know favors more ACE inhibitor. Uh if you look at the NICE guidance, NICE guidance recommends ACE inhibitor and beta blocker for all. And it recommends a mineralocorticoid receptor antagonist and our to be added if the person remains symptomatic despite being on the ACE inhibitor and the beta blocker, so it's a bit more restricted. Uh, restricted than the guidelines and the European and the American guidance so so it's just interesting just to be aware of the different guidelines. So that brings me to the end of today's podcast I hope you found it useful and I'm looking forward to delivering my next podcast.